0: Welcome back to another episode of Don V Fridays. I'm Don V. Uh, I hope y'all had a blessed Thanksgiving. I hope y'all had a blessed Black Friday. Hopefully y'all didn't go out there like idiots and get trampled over blenders and Xbox controllers and shit you could have got on the internet for the same sale. Hopefully y'all stayed in with your family. Let me tell y'all something before I even start this episode. Family Time with your family is a blessing. Time with your family, time with your friends, time with your loved ones is a blessing. The only thing that's the most precious resource in this world. There's a lot of physical, there's a lot of material things that we won't. The one thing that's most precious that we can never get back is time. So any time spent with your loved ones is a blessing. Trust me. Um, always remember that time with your loved ones, your friends, your family. You might fight with them. You might not always like them. They might do shit to piss you off. They might get in the way. They might call you for bail money. They might want to hold. They might want shit. Want money. Want you to wake up at five in the morning. All kinds types of shit. But the time that you spend with your family is always precious. That's the one most resource that we all have is time. That's why every time you fuck up, police try to take that from you. So remember that time spent with your family is a blessing. But let's get into the episode. This is episode 49. I got a nice jam-packed episode, Uh, especially for the football people, for my college football fans out there. This is a jam-packed episode. Before I get into all the football, um, I'm going to lightly touch on this Dwight Howard situation. And it's not a situation. I mean, it kind of is a situation. Uh, because he out here threatening and shit, allegedly. But uh, I want to give a bravo. I know we've come come a long way as a society, as an American society and as American people. Because if this story had broke about five, five years ago, this would have shut down ESPN. This would have shut down every sports outlet. And for the most part, the only people that's been covering it is us people on Twitter maybe because this maybe because the accuser um people did some digging and found out that uh I don't know what we call them people nowadays gay trans I ain't trying to offend nobody the person uh tried to get Playboy Cardi caught up so maybe this story can't be confirmed maybe there is some bullshit but trust me. If this was five, ten years ago, we wouldn't have needed no facts. This would have been the biggest story, the biggest sports story going. It would have went for two weeks. But we've progressed as a society, and I think we're just used to everything now. And um, we can get our jokes off about Dwight Howard getting, you know, fucked in his ass. I mean, don't listen to this shit around your kids. Y'all know how this podcast go. Don't listen to this around your kids. Don't listen to this loud at work. Put your headphones in. If Dwight Howard getting fucked in his ass, trust me, this would have been a big story. Just the accusation alone would have been big, but it just kind of came and went. Like we just moved on to the next thing. We laughed about it for a night on Twitter, but other than that, just kept it moving. It, you know, a lot of the people just like, "Oh hey, well, what he does in his bedroom." Like I said, if he really did threaten the trans woman or gay man, whatever the fuck. That's trash. Don't be threatening people, man. Live your truth. Live your truth. If, 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 if only things Dwight Howard did wrong in this situation was if he's gay on the low, on the low ski, if he likes to dabble in street meat on the low ski, hey, man, that's your business, man. Just live your truth, man. We don't care. Live your truth. And don't be out here threatening people. And don't be out here having your past to call people, all that type of weirdo shit. You know, to to protect what's left of your image. We, no, we're going to get these jokes off. But uh, ain't nobody judging you for uh your bedroom activities, my boy. There's a lot of dudes out here that's famous. There's a lot of famous people out here. And I say this all the time. There's a lot of famous people out here. Once you start getting all kinds of pussy, man, you're going to try some wild shit. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Not saying that they all do. Not saying that all NBA players do. I'm just saying that some dudes get so much pussy that man just fuck it, they just down for some wild shit. That's probably what the White Howard did, man. In Atlanta, man, at the at them sex parties, somebody broke out a dick and he was just like, "Hey, man, fuck it, man, bring it here, man." But let's get on to the uh, next. Let's get on to uh, this. College football coaching carousel as it currently stands. Um, right, the North Carolina Tar Heels fired Larry Fedora as they should have. As as I said, that program, as I said, all season long, even before the season started, that program was in shambles. Once I saw them burgers on the grill, Larry Fedora's uh his days as head coach was numbered uh all it took was uh they ain't even let them they ain't even they said you know what we're not even going to let this get to December man get your get your bags get your shit and get the fuck on and uh there was some speculation about who uh, North Carolina would get as head coach to replace Larry Fedora and they went with Mac Brown They went with Mac Brown, man, in real life. (laughs) Man, Mac Brown is currently 235 years old. Uh, He was at ESPN chilling, collecting a check. And then he found a team, he found the college stupid enough to give him another check. So, Mac Brown will be the head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, for the foreseeable future, despite being three hundred years old, salute the Mac for uh finessing one last check out of a college program. But he coached at North Carolina back in the eighties or some shit. Uh, yeah, he coached that. He coached there back in the days or whatever. But uh, that's a dumbass move if you Carolina. Uh, all these young innovative coaches. The Cliff Kingsbury's of the world. Not saying that they could afford them. But just it's a lot of young coaches that need an opportunity to show their stuff. It's probably uh up dudes on the come up. Uh even Mac, even uh one of Mac Brown's proteges, Manny Diaz, who's down in Miami. I was even thinking he might have got that job. But nope. They end up going with Mac old ass. Uh Mac brought one of his old buddies who also 185 years old to run the defense. Uh dog, that shit is that shit still in shambles, dog. UNC is basically punting on the football team and saying, look, man, we're a basketball school. That's where the money going. That they're, they're football. They're a basketball school, man. That's basically what that move told me. They basically had a feel good moment. For the uh I was gonna say the boosters. It's probably a booster that know that remembered the Mac Brown days or some shit. Was Mac Brown good there? Can somebody inform me? I don't even know if he was that good there. I think he probably he had to been okay. He was good enough to end up at Texas, because that's what I remember him from. He was at Texas most of my life. Or most of my football life when I've been watching. Um so he had to been good enough. He was getting better jobs. But uh I don't know. That was a weird move and uh and positive news. And God is real, y'all. If y'all don't know, God is real. Paul Johnson is retiring, head coach of Georgia Tech. He is retiring from football, stepping down. I don't care what he's doing, he's leaving the program. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise his holy name. God is real, y'all. When I read the news, I all but did a backflip. I think this I think the entire Atlantic Coast Conference, every other team, every other fan base of every team in the Atlantic Coast Conference turned a backflip. I think every defensive lineman outside of Atlanta, Georgia did a backflip. We got this motherfucker out of the conference, man. Uh we well we didn't get him out, he got himself out. Now we sit and wait and pray Georgia Tech doesn't replace Paul Johnson with another option coach, uh, which will probably be the Army coach, the Navy coach, or the Air Force coach, because the only people running that shit is service academy coaches. I mean, coaches at the service academies. And my beef ain't with the service academies. Let me be clear. They have to run the option because they don't get – the proper recruits like you can recruit at Georgia Tech. They got the location uh in a talent rich state of Georgia. Yeah, there's some academic stuff. You probably gotta qualify. It's probably hard harder to get in Georgia Tech. But hell, no that they ain't got academic shit. They can get players. So you can get players at Georgia Tech. There's no reason why Georgia Tech runs uh, option offense in a power five. It's ridiculous. It's retarded. Yes, I still use this problematic. I still use the word retarded. I still say it. It's retarded. It's dumb. It gets people hurt. And they don't need to do this shit. So the last thing I think the rest of us fan bases want is for Georgia Tech to hire another option coach. Go get you, well, who was they saying? Ken Wizard Hunt. Because he knows somebody that knows somebody. Get Ken was a hunt. Get Manny did. Get somebody. Run a normal offense, please. The rest of us is tired of that shit. We tired of Georgia Tech, man. We tired of playing them. Like I said, I don't hate Georgia Tech. I hate playing Georgia Tech. It's like losing to the kid. Play- losing Georgia Tech. Losing to Georgia Tech. It's like losing to the kid at the arcade. That picks uh or not even at the arcade, you losing on the sticks to the kid that picked Eddie in Tekken, or the kid that picked uh Akuma in Street Fighter. Like, yeah, you can do it, but you a hoe. You a hoe for this. Now that's what I used to think of Paul Johnson. Like, like you really about to you call yourself a man and you run this offense in the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's a whole move, man. You a whole-ass nigga, man. Ain't no other way to explain it. You the dude that picks Eddie in Tekken 3. Tekken 3. They kind of curved. You could counter that shit in 4, 5, 6, and 7. It was other styles that could counter it. But in Tekken 3, you couldn't fuck with Eddie, man. And that's what uh Paul Johnson was doing. Running the option offense in the Power 5. Like I said, salute to the service academies. Army, Navy, Air Force, the high schools that do it, my beef ain't with you. You got to do what you got to do. You can't get recruits there. But Paul Johnson, fuck you. May you have an uncomfortable retirement. I hope your couch got lumps in it. Uh, I hope your coffee is always cold. I hope it's never made right. I hope your newspaper got a bunch of typos in it. You have a very uncomfortable retirement, my boy. Fuck you for all the fucking headaches you gave me. I bet you Bud Foster turned a goddamn backflip somewhere, Paul Johnson. If you listening, fuck you. Hope your couch is very uncomfortable, my boy. For all the headaches you gave me. And, um, I also read today, actually, Cliff Kingsbury has agreed. Now, this one right here, this ain't, I don't know if it's confirmed, confirmed. But it looks confirmed. McCliff Kingsbury is taking the USC offense coordinator job. Let me just speak a little bit. USC got the money. They got the location. They in a talent-rich location. I think I just said location twice. I I meant location first like it's a popping location, not a talent location. It's a popping location, and they got talent. Kingsbury might have that offense humming. You gotta remember, Kingsbury is an air raid guy. He's a spread dude through and through. He a sling that bitch guy. Remember, Kingsbury gave us guys like uh, Johnny Manziel. He gave us. Uh, I'm trying to think. Pat Mahomes. Like Kingsbury is a developer of quarterbacks, and he don't just develop quarterbacks. Oh, where they can just get to the league? No, 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 no. He gets dudes that like college up six touchdowns a game, 500 yards a game. I think I might be wrong on this, but I think when Baker Mayfield was at Texas Tech, he was under Kingsbury. So what I'm saying is this man knows how to get the most out of his quarterbacks when they are there. They, USC... USC been a pro-style offense my whole life. Or, or you know, they, they used to be running back you, you know, for the longest. You know, the Reggie Bushes. Uh, you know, Reggie Bush. The fat dude. The fat dude. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The bruiser. I, I'm saying that. I'm saying that like y'all can tell me. Who was his running back? The other dude. The other one. The fat one. But, uh, yeah, uh, C.J. Gable, I mean, running backs, of course, O.J. You know, O.J. had some off-the-field stuff, but still a great USC running back, Marcus Allen. It was another dude, Lindale White. That's the fat dude, Lindale White. Salute, Lindell White. No disrespect, my boy. Um, But, yeah, there was RBU with the Heisman Trophy winners and all that other stuff. But with Cliff Kingsbury, they about to become quarterback you, a wide receiver you or something, because uh, that man about to have them boys slinging the ball 50 times a game. Trust me on that. And um, to see USC make such a move, it shows that they're doing what they need to do to get after it. Meanwhile, you got Virginia Tech, who's probably – they they weren't gonna get Kingsbury. We they were we were not going to pay whatever money Kingsbury. We weren't gonna pay that kind of money. But uh, it just it seems like I'm seeing other schools go for it. while UNC and uh, Virginia Tech just kind of uh, running in place. all right. You either drip or you drown. I ain't seeing I'm not seeing any positive changes. I know Virginia Tech plays Marshall. I know Virginia Tech plays Marshall this weekend to keep a bold streak alive. And um, I think if that bold streak is then kept alive, I think a lot of jobs will be kept alive. That's just my opinion. But uh let's move on to championship weekend. These games, big games. Big games, uh, all championship games. It's no need for me to even talk about the Virginia Tech Marshall game. Uh, we know the stakes. Win, go to a bowl. Lose, clean your lockout. Uh oh, not much to talk about there. I'd rather talk about compelling games, games with real stakes. Uh, we're gonna start with the Pac-12 championship game. Number seventeen Utah plays. Uh, number eleven Washington. I got Washington winning that game. There's no playoff implications, so there's no need to go any deeper than that. We got the Big 12 championship game. number 14 Texas plays number five Oklahoma in a rematch of one of the most legendary big Ten shootouts. the big Ten shoot what the fuck? Red River shootouts in a rematch of one of the most great games the Red River shootout they came it came down to a field goal. the dude made the field goal. Texas one that is OU's only loss. They are the fifth team in the country. They need this win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And I got Oklahoma winning in a rematch. I think that game is played at Jerry, play that jury world. And um should be a dope game. Should be a dope ass atmosphere. I, this might be the first time Texas and Oklahoma ever played twice in one season. So that's gonna be that's that's a game I definitely can't wait to watch. But I got Oklahoma winning that game in a rematch. And then their fate is up to the playoff committee if they win. If they lose, ain't nothing to talk about. Big 10 championship game got number 21 Northwestern versus number 6 Ohio State. There is some playoff implications on the line with Ohio State. Theirs isn't; They aren't as out of the woods as Oklahoma is. Because Ohio State's loss was like 29 points to Purdue. It's not exactly like losing on a field goal in a rivalry game on a neutral site. They got their ass kicked by Purdue. It's a bad look. So, Ohio State not dead as far as their playoff hopes. But they not sitting as nice as OU is. Uh, I do have Ohio State winning. Northwestern's not a good team. They played in the Big Ten West. So so they avoided the best teams in the league. And they lost every out-of-conference game they played. Ohio State going to roll that shit. Um, And I think Ohio State needs to roll it. They're going to have to make it look real convincing. I'm talking 60-something to – I about say five. It's hard to score five. But, like, less than a touchdown. They're going to have to make it look real bad. They're going to have to run it up, and they're going to have to shut them out pretty much, to to have a hope at the playoff. SEC championship, the heavyweight type, the the, the national championship game rematch, I think Georgia, I bet you Georgia fans, Georgia players been had this game circled before this game was even solidified. It's a rematch of last year's uh, national championship game, and if you ask me, this might be the real national championship game. This might be the national championship game, being played right now, being played this week. The winner of this could easily win the national championship. You got the number one Alabama Crimson Tide versus number four Georgia Bulldogs. I'm pretty sure that they're going to be – it's going gonna, it's gonna to be electric. It's going to be a lot of talking. It's going to be a lot of – it's going to be a – oh, CBS going to milk it. They're going to show the two of play. I bet you Georgia fans sick to their stomach, tired, sick and fucking tired of watching – Tua t- Tago Valoa uh, throw that game, win the touchdown in overtime. I know Georgia fans are still saying we blocked the punt. I forgot. Then they get hold on a block punt, like they blocked the punt and some crazy shit happened. Um, all types of shit. I know Georgia fans are tired, but. uh. As much as it pains me to say this, Alabama's winning again. Nobody's beating Alabama this season. It's just they're on another level. And not even a great team like Georgia is going to derail this out. It would take Alabama to beat Alabama. That's the only way I see Alabama losing this game. Alabama, Tua Tagovailoa, will have to throw two, two pick sixes. They will have to muff two punts. Georgia will have to play the game of their lives and it would still come down to a field goal. That's how great Alabama is. They will have to play the all-time worst game of their life. Georgia will have to play the all-time best game of their life and it will still come down to a possession. I got Bama winning, man. I don't see all that shit happening. Thank you for playing Georgia and Georgia would lose their playoff spot. Because there, there is no way. And even though we love the SEC and the SEC, the best conference, they not gonna let Georgia. They not gonna let Alabama play Georgia two times in a row. They would not let the playoff committee would not let that. So Georgia would lose, and probably Oklahoma would sneak into that fourth spot, depending on if they was to win against Texas, which I'm predicting. But they would have to. uh if, and if Oklahoma was to lose, then Ohio State would sneak into that uh, fourth spot. Like I said, Oklahoma and Ohio State on standby. And Oklahoma got uh, in front of the line. ACC championship, you got number two Clemson versus Pitt. And another, uh, this is almost like the Northwest, the Northwestern versus Ohio State game. It's how how pretty can Clemson make it look? At worst, all they got to do is secure the win because at number two, there's no there's no way they won't uh be in the playoff. Two or three doesn't matter. Two or three doesn't matter. Um, that it that just determines what jersey they will wear. I guess when they have to play Notre Dame or whatever, because Notre Dame's sitting at home. And they're sitting good. Notre Dame's going to the playoff People. Um, ain't nothing else to talk about in that in that case. So. If Clemson wants to beat Pitt by one point or 50 points, it doesn't really matter. It's just how bad will they make it look? Um, Pitt, why they beat the shit out of Virginia Tech, so I can't talk too much shit about them. Pitt is not on that level to play a game with Clemson. And I know y'all going to bring up the game from two seasons ago where they I think they should have won. That was two seasons ago. That, this is a different Clemson team than that one. And so I got Clemson winning. So if you ask me, by the end of – by the end of the championship weekend, my playoff rankings will be Bama 1, Clemson 2, Notre Dame 3, Oklahoma 4, and I guess Ohio State 5 will be the first team out, and I will have Georgia at 6. So that's the way it's going to shake out, people. Because I'm speaking into existence – my picks have been god-awful this, this year, um, so it wouldn't surprise me if I go 0 for 5. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if I went 0 for 5 this weekend because I suck at picking football games. But um, that's the way I see it shaking out. Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Notre Dame 3, Oklahoma 4, and I would love to see it. Tua Valoa versus Kyler Murray um I in a in a hasman showdown of course uh all that shit would have been sorted out and we would know who the has been it would basically be the person who won versus the person who should've won. No matter how you look at it. That's that's what that's what that game would be. And that, that should'd be dope. And uh Clemson versus Notre Dame and Clemson it, it would be a lamb to the slaughter uh Notre Dame just ain't got the horses to run with a Clemson. Not a Clemson, not a Bama. Matter of fact, every team that I got in this top four would beat the shit out of Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame could score with an Oklahoma. They damn sure can't hang with Bama. And I don't think they got the depth to roll with a Clemson. So even though they're number three, I'm looking at Notre Dame like they're the weak link. It'll be dope before Ohio State made the playoffs because I think Ohio State can play with all these teams. But like I said, you get your ass kicked by Purdue. It's a bad look, my boys. It was a bad look. It was definitely a bad look. Uh, And, and Ohio State had some bullshit going on with, you know, assistant coaches and Urban with his fake heart attack. So maybe they don't deserve to go to the playoffs. Maybe deserve got something to do with it this time. But, uh, that's it for Don V Fridays, man. I hope, like I said, y'all had a blessed Thanksgiving. We're going to keep the podcast going. I this is, this is not a college football podcast. College football is just one of my favorite things, so that's what I talk about the most. But guess what? When the football season is over with, college football season is over with, Don V Fridays is over with. We're going to keep it going, keep it moving. So if you started listening to this podcast during football season, this isn't a foot this isn't a college football podcast. This is just a podcast. So I will begin to transition into other stuff. More, maybe more pop culture, maybe more music, more NBA, NFL stuff. But this ain't a college football podcast. So continue to rock with the podcast. I'm gonna bring the mailbag back after football season. Um and I'm gonna try I'm gonna start thinking up other up new segments. And new stuff to talk about every week, and not just sports, you know. I, um, because there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that needs to be talked about. I want to start talking about more topics like maybe relationships, or you know, see, keep keep it fresh, man. You know, I don't want to be out here talk about the same shit every week. Yeah, though, you gotta you gotta keep it fresh, man. You gotta keep them guessing. And you gotta um, deliver top tier content in this uh, competitive internet in this competitive internet world. But man, like I said, man, thank y'all for rocking with the podcast. I will be back next week. But until then, God bless.